0: This is part one on 2 Thessalonians 1, 5 to 8, and we'll simply focus on verse 5, which contains a view of God's activity towards his church, which very few people uh, seem to be aware of or know how to process in their own lives. This, and we'll ask what that refers to in just a minute is evidence of the righteous judgment of God that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God for which you are also suffering. So, something is an evidence of God's righteous judgment which has the effect, this is the so that, this judgment is so that you Christians may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God. This is not a judgment of punishment on Christians. And yet the word judgment is used. That's what's unusual. Judgment simply means decision, right? In a courtroom, a judgment is rendered. That's the way it is with God as well. A decision of God may be positive or maybe negative. So this judgment here is for the purpose of us being considered worthy of the kingdom of God. So what is this? Before we ask, let's pray. Father, we need help with this because this is a a complex of thought, an approach to reality that is very different from what many people functionally operate with. So I pray for your help now to Get this clear in Jesus' name. Amen. So, what does this refer to? Here's the immediately preceding, and you can see right away what it refers to. Their faith is um, growing abundantly, their love is increasing, so that we ourselves boast about you in the churches of God for your steadfastness and faith in all your persecutions. And in the afflictions that you are enduring. So, what is this? This is the endurance and steadfastness and the growth of their faith through persecutions and afflictions. Would you agree with that? So, when it refers back, This is evidence of the righteous judgment of God. It's referring back to these afflictions and these persecutions, but not by themselves, these afflictions and persecutions as they are being endured with steadfastness and faith and even not just endured, but growing. So, this persecution, this affliction, And its effect on your faith is an evidence of the righteous judgment of God. So don't miss it. These afflictions and these persecutions, even though they're coming from sinful adversaries of Christians, are viewed under the providence of God as a righteous judgment. And then you you scratch your head, you say, what does that mean? I mean, how, how is it a judgment from God? It's a decision to use persecutions and afflictions, or he's going to call them sufferings here, to this end, that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God. These sufferings, the kingdom of God for which you are suffering. So suffering goes back and refers to those afflictions and those persecutions, and they are called the righteous judgment of God, and their purpose is that you may be considered worthy of the kingdom of God. And the key question for us is, how do they make us worthy of the kingdom of God? We've already seen before what that word worthy means. Here's an example of it in Matthew, bear fruit worthy of repentance. Well, repentance doesn't deserve this fruit. That doesn't even make sense. Rather, this fruit is fitting. Repentance. Repentance is the reality, and the fruit is fitting, as fits repentance. And that's the sense that we're talking about worthy here. It's not that we deserve the kingdom. He doesn't. By judgment and sufferings, make us deserving of the kingdom. He makes it so that we are more suited, more fit for the kingdom of heaven. And now I ask, how? Fit in what way? How, how do these sufferings do that? And I want to make three suggestions. Number one is that these sufferings confirm our faith. You see that in action in 1 Peter 1. By God's power, we are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this, namely this, guarding us through faith for salvation, in this we rejoice, though now, for a little while, if necessary. And it is necessary in Thessalonica. If necessary, You have been grieved by various trials. Why? So that the tested genuineness of your faith may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And that faith is more precious than gold that perishes, and yet it's tested by fire. So, the way we are made worthy of the kingdom of God is that the gold of our faith is refined by the fires of this suffering so that it is found to be full of of praise and, and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. And isn't it remarkable that in the fourth chapter of 1 Peter, it's called judgment. Here's 1 Peter 4, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial that comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you, but rejoice in so far as you share Christ's suffering so that you may rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed, for it is time for judgment. So the the explanation of the suffering is that it is time for judgment to begin with the household of God. That's us. That's what's going on in Thessalonica. Judgment begins with the household of God, and if it begins with us, What will be the outcome of those who do not obey the gospel of God? And if the righteous is scarcely saved, which we are through this fiery judgment, what will become of the ungodly and the sinner? Therefore, let those who suffer according to God's will, it's His will, it's His righteous judgment, let us entrust our souls to a faithful Creator while doing good. So, my first answer to the question, how are we made worthy? through suffering, which is God's righteous decision and judgment? And the answer is the fiery judgment refines the gold of faith and confirms that we are true believers. It is faith which wins the kingdom of God. We are counted as righteous through faith, and the ground of our acceptance in the kingdom will finally be Christ and his righteousness, which we apprehend by faith and the suffering refines and confirms our faith, and thus we are made worthy. But there's a second answer to how we are made worthy, and that is we are really morally transformed. A new holiness is required for entrance into the kingdom of heaven. Here's what it says in Hebrews twelve, fourteen, strive for the peace for peace and with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the lord we won't enter the kingdom of god without this real transformed life same thing back in 1st Thessalonians 2 we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you to walk so that's a real change of life in a manner worthy of God that's the same idea as being worthy of the kingdom of God and the way our walk is refined and made worthy is because of the suffering which God appoints for us here it is again in second Thessalonians 1:11 we always pray for you that our God may make you worthy of his calling his calling into his kingdom becoming worthy, practically lived out new holiness, worthy of his calling, and that he may fulfill every resolve for good and every work of faith by his power. This is not a statement that we must become perfect to enter heaven. None of us would make it if we must. But we must be changed. The old man must be put to death. A new holiness must come into being. That's the second answer to the question, how are we made worthy by suffering, which is God's righteous judgment. The first answer was confirming and refining our faith. The second answer is creating a new holiness in us by knocking out through suffering some of the old worldliness that we had. And here's the last and third answer, namely, our suffering prepares for us a weight of glory 2nd corinthians 4 this light momentary affliction is preparing for us it is working for us getting ready for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen but to the things that are unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. So the suffering that we go through as Christians, this light momentary affliction, just a lifetime, and then infinite ages of ages, that light and momentary affliction is actually working something for us, a weight of glory. So, the lesson he's saying is this, that suffering that you are going through at Thessalonica is an evidence that God is righteous in his judgment as he brings suffering upon you because the purpose of that judgment is that you might be considered worthy of the kingdom of God in those three senses at least. The suffering refines and confirms the genuineness of your faith. The suffering knocks off the worldliness of your life and helps new holiness come about. And the suffering prepares for you an eternal weight of glory. And if it's not clear just what the kingdom of God is, that's what we're going to talk about next time.